We are taking over your airwaves in three, two, one, 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 one. Broadcasting live worldwide. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Here is your host. And we're back. We're very pleased that Dr. Zev Zelenko joins us. Uh, he had different practices in Monroe and elsewhere, and he introduced the president of the United States to hydrochloroquine, and he was vilified. The, the FBI investigated him, and now he's being vindicated. In fact, he's going to be honored by various countries for his work. So, and he certainly has had a, himself has been sick. He's wrote a book, Metamorphosis, and other books. I remember meeting him a couple of years ago. So, Dr. Zevzulunko, thank you for joining us on the air tonight. Thanks for having me, Zev. So, tell us what is this has been a crazy year for you because you started off with with you know your, your pioneering efforts and what what happened? You were vilified in Monroe. They gave you a tough time, and the media gave you a tough time. The FBI gave you a tough time. Why did they give you such a hard time? Because what did you I say that was so that, that was so so that was so I guess hard for them to accept? Well, because this world doesn't tolerate truth very easily. I stumbled across a very effective, cost-effective, safe approach that kept people from dying, and that was against the narrative of a lot of people. Um, regarding Curiosol, I prefer that it's not even worth talking about. But I, I brought unnecessary scrutiny. They so they say them by uh, trying to protect my patients. But they didn't like that. But re regardless, um, since then, I uh, have uh, published in an internationally renowned peer-reviewed uh, journal with my two colleagues, Dr. Schultz and Dr. Derwand from Germany. Uh, and my, my data, which showed an 84% reduction in death and hospital hospitalization and death, my protocol was used within the first five days of symptoms. Um, and it's been adopted by several governments. And yes, I, I was advising the White House and I'm still in contact with some of the top uh, decision makers in this country. But, yes. uh, but more importantly, um, thousands of physicians now around the world are using uh, what's called the Zelenko protocol or a, var a variation of um, to save life, and I'm very pleased about that. So, but there were some medical associations for a while that came out and saying that it was dangerous to use it and that they shouldn't use it, right? That came out a number of months ago. So what gives? How can medical professionals turn the back on what your research? What was the basis for them? There was no basis, except that they were most likely influenced by the pharmaceutical industry and the politics. So hydrochloroquine does it work you're saying that wrong it's hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine does it work <laughs> uh it's one of the safest drugs in the history of medicine and uh, it works in in conjunction with in synergy with other things 
by itself, by way of analogy, would be like an unloaded gun. If a, does an unloaded gun work? So all these studies that were done with just hydroxychloroquine without zinc were, by way of analogy, using an unloaded gun and then coming to the conclusion that the gun doesn't work. It would, they were designed to fail. Uh, the answer is it does work if you use it in the right way, which is just like a gun needs bullets to shoot. So too, uh, hydroxychloroquine and zinc work in synergy to deliver the zinc inside the cell to kill the virus. And, and it's really been, I guess, was mostly used prior to this in treating malaria. This is a 65-year-old drug that's been used for malaria, malaria prophylaxis, and rheumatological diseases like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. It's given to pregnant women, it's given to nursing mothers, it's given to children. It's one of the safest drugs in the history of medicine. Can it be, what about the, what do you think about the vaccine? Or the two vaccines, the three of them that are, that are going to be on the market as, as a effective tool to cure COVID? Would you give a vaccine to someone that has a near 100% chance of overcoming COVID-19 um, without any intervention and just having a runny nose? So what, what, what should they take? What should they use? That's your question, Zev. Would no, you obviously, you, you wouldn't want to do that, but... Uh, but, okay, but I'll say it again. I, I want to make a point here. You asked me a question. I'm a Jew. You, I'll answer a question. Your, your analogy is that, you know, based on your analogy, I, I would say no. To, on your, if, if it's analogous, so that we're going to determine. But your analogy, I would say no. Well, it's not an analogy. It's a statement that 99.998% of young and healthy people overcome COVID-19 with no medical intervention, and they just have a runny nose. Why would I vaccinate a young, healthy population that overcomes this infection on its own? But look how many, how many what did they say, 200,000 people died from it in the United States? Actually, it's 300,000. 300,000, okay. And out of those 300,000, the majority, 99.% are those older than the age of 60, or those that have chronic medical problems, and not young and healthy people. But what was so what did what you have to be okay? Uh, you have to be able to use analytical thought and deductive reasoning. You don't group everything together. I'm telling you, the young, healthy people recover without any intervention medically. Why would I vaccinate that group? But you vaccinate against the flu every year, most people will survive the flu, well, right? The flu kills uh, around 50,000 children every year. Mm -hmm. This COVID 19 is safer on children than the flu. So what harm would there be taking a vaccination where you don't even get it? Zed, why would I vaccinate someone with a vaccine that they don't need? But For what purpose? Because there are certain, listen, but young people have died from from the COVID-19 also, right? They say the, the 20, 30-year-olds have... What are the statistics? You're quoting, you're, you're fear-mongering. I'm not fear, I'm quoting what the, what the media is quoting. The media. <laughs> what did you quote? Uh, real statistics. <laughs> okay, so you said, "Tell me what are the so statistics." You're, you're I, I don't have it in my fingers, but I, but I'm just saying uh, the latest research. And not spread falsehood. So, so you tell me what are, what do the numbers show? It's less than a half a percent of those that die their children. It's safer COVID nineteen. I have eight children. I prefer they get COVID nineteen than influenza. 
But so, but let me ask you this question though: There are people who are afraid of getting it, and there's certain people who have respiratory diseases, well, right? Right. Let them take the vaccine. There's a big difference between mandating a vaccine to someone or giving it to them if they want it. It's a free country. If they want it, give them to hate. But do not mandate it on a healthy young population, or there'll be a revolution in this country. But I think even the president, though, President Trump has, uh, with Operation Warp Speed, uh, he's been pushing to get this vaccine out. And you have I'm two and three. I think if the vaccine works, we should use it. But we should use it with brains, not like blind automatons that give it to everyone, even those that don't need it. Zev, if you are immune to it, let's say you had COVID-19 and you overcame it and now you have antibodies. Would I give you the vaccine? Well, they're saying even the vaccine that uh, you would have to wear a mask and social distance for another six months or a year. Okay, so Zev, I, I see that you're a product of the media's propaganda. I'm quoting what Dr. Fauci has said, what Dr. Fauci has said. Dr. Fauci um, has sold his, he's a prostitute that sold his soul many years ago and serves not the interests of the American people, but the interests of the pharmaceutical industry and the political uh, progressive movement. What is, what is the medicine doing in combination with zinc and oh, what, what it right. does? You so know, it's a combination. You said yeah, there's a combination. So tell us why it's more effective uh, than some other things that are on the market today. Well, because it works. That's number one. There are four aspects to any pandemic response. One is spread prevention, which I think we're doing a re- de- decent job at. Two is pre-hospital care, which we are doing a dismal job at. Three is inpatient hospital care, which we've improved at. And four is vaccination. And each one of these components is important in stopping the progression of this pandemic. So even if the vaccine works and it's safe, inevitably there are gonna be people that get sick. By way of example, the flu vaccine um, that we give, we still had 40 million cases of flu in America, even with the vaccine. So that means that even with vaccination, nothing's 100%, we're gonna have tons of patients that are sick. We need to have a way to treat them so that they don't end up in the hospital. And that's what I've developed. My treatment is a pre-hospital intervention that prevents 84% of people that would have ended up in the hospital from ending up in the hospital and dying. So for example, 300,000 Americans are dead from COVID-19. We could have prevented 84% of that. It's a quarter of a million people. A quarter of a million people would be walking above ground, many of our uh, family members of our listeners right now, instead of dying for political reasons, death by politics. So the way it works is very simple. Zinc inhibits viral replication. The virus gets into the cell, uh, harnesses or, or hijacks the cell's metabolic machinery resources and begins to replicate. Zinc stops that by inhibiting an enzyme called RNA-dependent RNA polymerase or replicates. The problem is zinc cannot get into the cell on its own. Uh, it's a biochemical reason of the oil and water analogy. So all hydroxychloroquine does is open up a channel that lets zinc get into the cell. And the antibiotic that I use has, first of all, pneumonia protective properties, prevents secondary bacterial infections. It also has antiviral properties, it seems. But in addition to that, we use steroids, we use blood thinners, we use ivermectin, 
Right now, there's many therapeutic approaches. What is most important is risk stratifying patients, identifying the high-risk patients that have a 10% chance of dying and intervening in those patients within the first five days of symptoms with either any combination of the medications I, me I mentioned. Now, that's the art of medicine. But the point is you need to intervene early. If you had a fire in your kitchen, Zed, you wouldn't let it take over your house. You would put it out right away. And medicine's no different. If you had cancer, God forbid, you wouldn't wait for it to be metastatic to treat it. You would treat it right away. Same thing with COVID. If you have COVID, you don't let it destroy your lungs and cause blood clots. You treat it before it gets to that point. We're speaking with Dr. Zev Zelenko. His cocktail is he's getting a presidential medal of honor. He's going to be honored by various government. He's, 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 he's been nominated for that. And when we come back, we continue our conversation. We also take some of your phone calls. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please become a fan of Talk Line with Zeb Brenner on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, and YouTube. On Twitter at TalkLine Network. If you have an Android phone, please download our free app in the Google Store. For iPhones, download the Jewish Radio app. Of course, tune in 24 hours a day at TalkLineCommunications.com for nonstop Jewish broadcasting. Check this out. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Here is your host. And we're back. Dr. Zev Zelenka, our guest. We're taking your phone calls, 212-769-1925, extension 100. You want to email us, zevbrenner at gmail.com. Let's go to Gloria in Stanford, Connecticut. To Gloria, thank you for listening. Your question for our guest. Thank you. I have two questions for the doctor. I'm a 74-year-old female. Can I and should I take the hydroxychloroquine and zinc as a preventative? And number two, uh, which, what kind of doctor should I ask for a prescription for this? So, hi, thanks, thanks for the question. Um, absolutely. Um, I actually take it myself. Um, it's it's an amazingly effective approach. Um, and I, what I recommend is hydroxychloroquine, 200 milligrams, once a day for five days and then once a week, and then you take zinc every day. And it, it almost eliminates the chances of you getting it. And if you do get it, it's mild, and, and uh, we can just adjust the dosing. Um, but besides hydroxychloroquine, there are naturally occurring uh, what's called zinc ionophores that do the same thing of getting zinc into the, into the cell. One is called quercetin, and the other is EGCG. It's a green tea extract, both of which you can get over the counter uh, without a prescription. Uh, which doctor? Any doctor. The problem is finding a doctor who has the courage to do, to do the right thing. Is there, is there a list that you maintain of such doctors? Uh, it's a very short list. <laughs> but um, I, it depends where you live. But there is a website um, where you can speak to. Um, it's called speaktoanmd.com. And there what they do is they have doctors in every state that are on board. They'll assess it if they think it's medically necessary, prescribe for you the medication and they'll overnight it to you. So the only affiliation I have with them was I lectured to them once for free and, and that's it. But uh, they seem to know what they're doing. So um, can you can you repeat the name of the website? Speak to T O N A N 
MD.com. Okay. Thank you. Glory, thank you for your phone call. Thank you. Uh, let's move on to Judy in Manhattan. Judy Manhattan, your question for Dr. Zelenko. Go ahead. Yes. Hello, Dr. Zelenko. My name Hello. is Judy, and I want to thank you so very much for what you are doing. You don't know how many lives you are saving. Um, I have a statement, then I have a question. Um, one of the things is... um about the vaccine, the Pfizer um, vaccine. Um, they said the doctor that was on television that was from Haiti that um, had recommended the hydrochloroquine with the zinc, that she is behind that vaccine being, um, being made. Do you know anything about that? I'm sorry. Can can you can you clarify the question? I'm not sure. I don't see what she's saying. Maybe you can uh, just give us succinctly your your point that you want Dr. Zelenko to read that address. Okay. Well, I wanted to know. I I'll put it in a question. Two questions. Who is behind making the vaccine, the one um, from Pfizer? And the other question is. Why are they not calling this experimental vaccine? Because it, we don't know the long-term effects of it. So to me, it's experimental. Am I right or wrong? You're absolutely right. Um, let me explain why you're right. It takes 20 million dose administrations of a average vaccine to get a full side effect profile. And we're up to approximately a million which is okay, I'm not faulting anyone. We're under unique circumstances of a global pandemic, which I like to call World War III, simply because more than 200 countries are dealing with the same enemy. Um, but you need to be honest with the public. And since we pushed this vaccine through extremely quickly, um, and again, I'm not faulting them for that, that's a really big accomplishment, but still we need to be honest and say that we don't have enough experience to tell you for sure or describe to you the side effect profile and how efficacious it is. Now, this is a free country, and if you want to take it, you should be allowed to take it. But don't lie to the American people and tell them that this is um, safe when we don't have that information. It could be safe. It may be safe. We just need more time. So everything in life is a risk versus benefit analysis. And at this point, I can't tell you how much risk this is I just and I, how much benefit. I just don't have their information. No one does. Right. So then they should be just saying, instead of just saying vaccine, they should say experimental vaccine. Because well, that would make semantics differently before taking it. I think we need, just need to be honest with people and say, listen, this may be a very good vaccine. It's a new technology. It's an mRNA vaccine, which um, integrates with your own genetic material. We don't really know the consequences of what that may be. And we just need more time to know for sure. We're looking for volunteers to want to take this vaccine, please do. Um, and I would personally say, okay, if you're a nursing home resident, uh, if you're extremely ill and, and you're afraid of getting COVID, or if you do get COVID, you have a very high chance of dying, then yes, you, maybe you should take the vaccine. My point is though, if you're young and healthy, why should I give it to someone? Or if I had, COVID already and I have antibodies, why should I give it to them? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. 
Hey, I want to read an email question from Shari. Shari writes, I have listened to your show with Dr. Zelenko. I've heard many other people also talk about how uh, this medicine works when used early and with zinc. My question is, how can one get one if needed in New York? Not all doctors will prescribe it. I know mine won't, and hospitals won't give it either. Right. Like I mentioned before, there are telemedicine services um, like speak2nmd.com or Frontline Doctors of America. Um, it's also another uh, website actually run by Dr. Simon Gold, who is a Shomer Shabbos Elicha woman, um, and it's very trustworthy. So I actually uh, think it's very accessible. All you need to do is um, speak to the doctor. If they feel that you need it, they'll overnight it for you. However, um, if you do have problems getting it, there is a plan B, which I really feel that every home in this country should should have because if the tyrannical government or uh, some moronic doctors don't want to cooperate, what you need to do is have quercetin, that's Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. It's a, it's a bioflavonoid. It's a naturally occurring uh, substance. And it does the same thing, essentially, as a hydroxychloroquine. And also something called EGCG, which is a green tea extract, where it also does the same thing. It's essentially a different model of gun. It, it delivers a, a zinc into the cell, but in a, in a different way. Both are accessible uh, to anyone. They're over the counter. You don't need a prescription. And what it essentially does is it liberates you from the tyranny that this country is experiencing. Because we no longer have to uh, just submit and die due to unfair and irrational ir regulations that prevent the flow of life-saving information and medicine. Let's go to Miriam Brooklyn. Thank you for waiting. Miriam, your question or comment for our guests. Go ahead, Miriam. Hi. I wanted to take just um, uh, zinc, and I had my doctor prescribe it for me, like 40 grams or whatever. The insurance refused to fill it. Zinc costs uh, cost $5 a bottle. I don't think you need insurance. Oh, they didn't want to give it to me. What did it's pharmacy? You don't, you don't, the pharmacy. You yeah, the pharmacy. Yes. Then I wanted to know also when do you want? You know, I take vitamin D already for for quite a few years, and um, I had a flu shot, which the doctor said might be a preventive also. And I have, uh, you know, my my blood my blood is a, I'm an O positive. Bar Hashem, so far, and I'm uh, you know I'm already seventy. So my question is, um, what? What symptoms? If you have a little fever or you lose your sense of smell, when do you need to call your doctor and be able to say, hey, try help me? The sooner the better. But what I recommend is prophylaxis. Don't wait until you get sick. But if you don't, right. uh, but if you do get sick, the sooner you start aggressive therapy, the better the outcome. It's much easier to put out a small right. fire, a large fire. So oh. what do you suggest that we take? We take all different kinds of vitamins always, and, um, you know, me and my husband. And um, so we wanted to just add zinc because we didn't take zinc. So I well, just now took it. I, I took I bought the regular, you know, vitamins, the, you know, like a $30 bottle. Zinc is not enough because the virus is inside the cell and the zinc can't get there. So it's, it, it's like having bullets with no gun. Um, that so what else you. do we take? You know, I've been repeating myself multiple times. It's there's something called the zinc ionophore, which is basically a concept of delivering zinc into the cell. And there are three that I'm recommending. One is hydroxychloroquine, which is the best, and that requires a prescription. 
But if you can't get it, you can buy over the counter something called quercetin or EGCG. Um, I have all this information, by the way, printed um, on my Twitter, my pinned tweet, if uh, anyone tweet, <laughs> tweets around here. But uh, all this information is, is readily available. Anyway, thank you for your phone call. By the way, a, a listener, one of the doctors, wrote me that the correct website is speakwithanmd.com. That's speakwithanmd.com. Okay, let's go to Raisy in Borough Park. Raisy in Borough Park, your question for our guests. Go ahead, Raisy. You have to lower your radio, Raisy. Raisy, go ahead. Okay, if Raisy's not there, then we'll go to Alexander. Okay, let's go to Alexander in Borough Park. Go ahead, Alexander. Hi. First, Dr. Zelenko, I appreciate everything you've done. I've been following you and Dr. Katz and Dr. Drew, so I'd like to know how Zev Ben Lai is doing because I've been davening for you with my, with my kids, uh, my Chavis Tillam, for the last months that you should have really a Shalema. Thank you so much. Uh, Zev is doing okay. He's still around, I think, because of the Tzillis. Um, I feel really good, thank God. You know, I went through open-heart surgery. And how about the treatments? And I'm, I'm still on chemo, yeah. But um, it's okay. It's kind of manageable. Um, I try oh. to keep busy and work and, and focus on others, but then I don't feel the pain so much. But uh, it's not fun. And it's very silent. I do appreciate the, the, the Tzillis and the the positive energy from cholesterol. The kids must have still know your name already, Balpeh, Zeb and Lay. If I forget it, they, they push it in. <laughs> All right, Alexander, we appreciate you. And the next, I have one more question. Sure, go right ahead. Next question is, I'm 66. I run four different groups of kids, almost 90 kids every single week. Now, I'm taking as a prophylaxis. Uh, I'm taking Kirsten 250 milligrams a day. I'm taking zinc 24 milligrams a day. I'm taking SSC 500 milligrams a day, vitamin D3 25 milligrams a day. Should I, can I continue this on a daily basis, or should I cut down on, on the quercetin? Because the zinc is having some funny reaction sometimes on me. So you're actually uh, too low. Uh, quercetin, I recommend 500 a day for prophylaxis. Zinc is fine. Um, and by the way, if you have problems with one, one type of zinc, you can always switch to a different formulation. The key is to get, for prophylaxis, 25 milligrams of elemental zinc. But there's no such thing as elemental zinc in a bottle. It's elemental 24 zinc milligrams zinc oxide zinc citrate. That's the right. throat so passages that that's, uh, goes under the tongue, basically. I understand. But you can also get zinc picolinate, zinc gluconate, zinc sulfate. There's many other formulations that may be a little better to tolerate. Kirsten 250 is too low? I'm sorry, what? Kirsten 250 is too low? Too low. It's 500 you need. On a daily basis? And Yes. And vitamin C, I recommend 1,000. Anyway, I'm Alexander. taking that. Okay, Alexander, thank you for your phone call. Okay, thanks. No fushalama. Okay. Thank you. Stanton writes, Dr. Zelenko, what, what are the interim results of the large-scale Zelenko protocol of study undertaken by St. Francis Hospital in Roslyn, Long Island, thus far? Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not involved in that. Uh, I helped set it up. I got the funding for them. Um, I helped devise the, the protocols, but it's still being run. The problem was that um, in the summer, there was a lull in cases, a problem, but that's always the truth. They didn't have any patients. Just now, they're ramped up. Uh, they're trying to get 750 patients uh, to generate that study information. So it should be coming out in probably March, I guess. It takes three months to, to process uh, the data and to write the paper and get peer reviewed. But um, so I don't know the actual status of, of that. 
I'm not involved in the day-to-day basis. Lauren writes, how can it be that our government actually allowed people to die even with anecdotal evidence that the HCQ cocktail works? I don't trust our government for nothing, but to think they actually kill people is horrifying. You have an answer. There's nothing new under the sun. What, what we're witnessing here is a is not saying a fight of good versus evil is not enough. It's a, it's a fight between God-centered living society versus society that is um, subservient to tyrants or tyrannical government and so on. So this is really what's going on here. And the people that have imposed uh, perpetrated this crime against humanity, this mass murder, this genocide of the elderly and uh, vulnerable and sick, especially in New York. I mean, do I need to explain to you what happened in the nursing homes in the, in the state? Um, the, the mass murder that, that was perpetrated um, has very nefarious motives. And the motives are not in your best interest. They're financial, they're political. So for example, President Trump was in support of hydroxychloroquine. So all of a sudden it became polit- politically toxic. It developed political side effects. So all the opposition against hydroxychloroquine was politically driven, or it was driven by the pharmaceutical industry who doesn't want a drug that costs 30 cents a pill to be the solution to a problem where they have drugs like remdesivir, which cost $3,200 a a clinical treatment and have to be in the hospital. Now you're getting it, right? If I can reduce 84% hospitalization, that means there's a 84% reduction in the market share for drugs like remdesivir. So that's why people were slaughtered. Our guest, Dr. Zev Zelenko, when we come back, our final stretch. If you're on the line, we'll get to you. We'll take as many calls as we can. Talk line radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the TalkLine network and TalkLine's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at TalkLineNetwork.com. You're listening to TalkLine with Zev Brenner. America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Here is your host. We're back. Our final stretch with Dr. Zev Zelenko. Here's an email question, Dr. Zelenko. Monique writes, I'm a 33-year-old woman, a mother of five kids under eight years of age. I'm out of energy on no sleep. I like to ask what's good vitamin and supplement regimen I can get in to boost my immune system, especially during these hard and dangerous times. I'm currently taking 30 uh, mg of zinc. Milligrams of zinc. You know, you're like everyone else, you know, busy life. Thank God, the large number of kids. It's a wonderful job you have. But, uh, you know, I'm sure you're sleep deprived and your immune system is probably suffering from that. So the most thing you the best thing you can do is learn how to meditate and relax. But if you want to take some supplements, the ones I recommend are obviously vitamin D, zinc, B12, um, vitamin C. And in this time, I would even recommend quercetin because of the 
prophylactic properties of zinc and quercetin together. Raisi and Barbara, go ahead. Your quick question and comment to Dr. Zelenko. Go yes, ahead. I would like first to comment and really congratulate him. He's an amazing person. I heard personally from people, and so much enough thank you wouldn't be enough for so many lives that he saved. It's disgusting, all this politics. Really, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. And I hope he feels better. And by the way, I wanted to know, nobody can tell me when exactly did you come up with the uh, chloroquine, with hydrochloroquine, because my brother passed away the second day Pesach. I cannot get over it. I feel his doctor literally murdered him by keeping him at home, no medication and no hydrochloroquine and anything. And he left 11 children. He was an amazing, wonderful person. When exactly was the day that you came out with the hydrochloroquine? So, first of all, thank you very much for your kind words and for your bracha for my health. It means a lot to me. I'm sorry yeah, about your... a lot of people who believe in you, who, who, who respect you a lot. So, I don't take credit for it. It was uh, a gift from God. Um, these ideas, you know, usually come at night when you're just sitting there worried about something. And it, it just, it was a, it was a bracha. But um, regarding your question, it... Hydroxychloroquine was being used in the Far East um, and in France in January and in February, but there was very little data that, um, about it. Now, in, in America, I was essentially the first person to start using it together with zinc. I was the first in the world, actually. Um, right, but what the, date was that? Um, March 13th. Mm-hmm. I don't have a calendar. I was wondering if it's uh, how long before Pesach that was. But uh, I guess he just started, and then it certainly it took a while for him to get it out to the public. Razi, I'm sorry about your brother, and thank you for calling. He was home three weeks, and his doctor in Muncie knew that you can get it and wouldn't give it to him, and um, there you go. He left 11 children. It was an amazing I'm person. very sorry. He was uh, 59 well, years old. No, I'm sorry to hear that. But I appreciate your calling. Thank you. We have only about literally a couple minutes left. Libby writes, uh, Dr. Zlunga, what causes laws of smell by corona? What can be done to get it back? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it's only spe- it's very specific to corona. Uh, it seems like zinc deficiency actually contributes to that. So once your body clears the virus, um, I would continue the zinc until the smell comes back. R.G. writes, thank you for all you've done and are doing for the for us. Could you please repeat the amount of vitamin D I should take every day? Um, you said 500 milligrams, vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams, zinc, 25 milligrams. How much vitamin D, how much EGCG, or is that instead of the, um, not in conjunction with the others? So these are very complex questions, and I, I don't want people to get mixed up. What I strongly recommend is that you get a written printout of my protocols, which maybe I will make available to Zev and he can somehow disseminate it. But it's very important that we get this right. It's not a joke. And people should, and of course, they could they have to take this under the direction of a doctor. You can't just make up the amounts that they take. They should do that in a prescribed oh, regimen. Counter options, they actually, you know, no one's going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. But the over-the-counter options don't need a prescription, so they don't really need to be under the care of a doctor. The truth is there's no there's very few doctors that understand this disease or are willing to take the risk um, to their own credentials to treat people correctly. But I want, I want to get back to your vitamin D question. How much vitamin D, it actually depends on your vitamin D level, um, which could be measured with a blood test. I recommend levels between 50 and 70. That's high normal. 
And that's where all the um, protective properties and benefits of vitamin D are. So just to take vitamin D indefinitely, um, you're not sh I'm not sure you're going to have the right either too much or too little. So I recommend 5,000 a day, but with the caveat that you're going to do a blood test maybe once every month or two. We have 30 seconds. So how how can people get your – what's your Twitter handle for people to contact you? It's at Zev, Z-E-V, underscore D-R. It's the pinned tweet, which means it's the tweet on top. Again, it's Zev. It's a good, nice name, Zev, huh? I, Zev I, can, I can relate to that. <laughs> anyway, so if people can contact me, I'm happy to share the information. Dr. Zev Slunko, thank you for being here with us. God bless you. Thanks for listening. TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.